The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Thanks for joining us. It's Jaylen and Andrew on the 6.30 Ched Afternoon News. <laughs> Celebrating four or five years together, <laughs> Jay and I. Well, the years. <laughs> it's like your birthday. Hang on, throw on the mic. Sid. Yeah, Sid's really, the guy so who hired Sid, us. Yeah, you hired us. Don't you have that written down? Somewhere? So we oh, I know I erased that long ago. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> How many does it feel like? Maybe we should start there. Happy twentieth. Yeah. <laughs> it's just really odd because we kind of put it out there earlier this month that this it was our fifth our anniversary fifth anniversary coming up together and now jesperson who would have started his show yeah. at the same time put it out on twitter what today that, that it was his fourth, his fourth. year uh-huh. unless he's on you know jesperson's out there like maybe he counts time differently <laughs> <laughs> but it's like your is it like your I, I don't even know i don't even have the dates in front of me but is it like your birthday where by the time you celebrate your one like your first birthday yes. you're already one year old i think that's what it is yeah. Okay. See, that's a kind of critical thinking. I like that. See, we we were <laughs> going. See how you rose to the top. <laughs> yeah, we were going by our listener trips. That this year, 2019 is Jamaica. 2018 was Puerto Morelos. 2017 was the Dominican. 2016 was Watu because that's four. Now years. you guys are just bragging. Yeah. Well, is there anywhere really. you guys have not gone? And then that we had to gone away the very it's first stop. Starting to sound like a great job. <laughs> 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 yeah, repeat okay. that. <laughs> so maybe it's only been four years, Andrew. Huh. Well, it feels like <laughs> But you've like been two. on the air for four you, you, but you celebrate, you know what I mean? So, uh, At the end of the first year, you celebrate, that's your first anniversary. Yes. So 2016 would have been our first anniversary. Yeah. 2017, so third, fourth. Oh, okay. But okay. technically, then that means you've probably been on the you On know the airwaves, I mean? right. yeah. You, yeah. But, but, on, but on the day of your very first show, you didn't say happy anniversary. It's our first anniversary. So that's where I think you're always yeah, going to be. Yeah, I think okay. that's right. Huh. Uh, now, right. listen, while we have you in, and since you happen to be here. Because I'm glad, because a fifth, it's almost like I'd have to get you something. So fourth. Exactly where I was. <laughs> hopefully you know, renewed contract. Yes, thanks. Fourth <laughs> is a, an eraser on the end of a pencil kind of a gift. It's do you, not a. Do you recall when we sat and spoke uh, about uh, me partnering with Jayla and I, did I at any time promise you any amount of time or anything? Did I say, hey, listen, I want to go back to afternoons and I'll give you a this many years guaranteed? Did I say anything like uh, that? You said, well, I, the last conversation, I think, is you would be happy forever. Wow. <laughs> so it really doesn't matter if it's four or five. Uh, sometimes it seems like forever. <laughs> you no, know, I, I think I did say that. Frankly. And we're coming up on the anniversary of forever this time next year. <laughs> well, isn't that great news? Uh, um, all right. And it's been nothing but a pleasure, Sid. It was a great decision on your part. Uh, thanks, Sid. Uh, all right. There we go. All right, we're guess. good. So we're no good. gifts then. What's five? Ten? I don't even know what your anniversary... What's... It's not a marriage. I well, think it's cotton or something like that. Yeah. Wow. I think it's Jamaica. I think it's... <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll look that up and we'll get back to you. Apparently, we've only been together four years. That. But you know what? I, wood. I've... Wood. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Sid, Sid stayed just to be sure on that one. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll get you something. Well, no. Why would I? I'll wait until no, we five don't get years. Anything. We don't get anything yeah. for each other. Huh. Well... Well, that just... 
I took the wind out of my sails. I'm not I really did. sure why. I, thought... because I wouldn't have guessed that we'd be together. As I said at the time, I, I didn't really... I, I had hoped that it would be forever, which I apparently blurted out to my boss, but um, I didn't have five years in the pool, honestly, because radio just changes yeah. often, yeah. right? Mm. Huh. Okay. Well, that gives us another year to get this right. <laughs> it's a work in progress. <laughs> yeah. Just like marriage, you're constantly tweaking, you're constantly yeah. learning, you're constantly, you know, going your separate wa- ways every once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so there's that. There is that. Um, this story, yes. and when we talked about um, people watching and keeping an eye on you and um, how some of us don't like it, a lot of us don't like it, but but some of us, especially parents, do want to have a way to make sure that they um, are able to keep an eye on, on their children, stay in touch with the children, and make sure that the children stay in touch with them. Well, a fellow out of England, his name is Nick Herbert, uh, him and his son Ben, well, they started working on a project after Ben got a smartphone. And of course, you know what happens as a teenager, Ben not necessarily replying exactly when he should. He's too busy with his friends, or he's just ignoring mom and dad, or he's playing games, whatever. Well, dad said, you know what, enough's enough. I'm going to make an app that makes you reply to me. It's called Reply ASAP, or else... It'll shut your phone down. Yeah. It's an interesting idea, and I'm sort of, uh, to be honest with you, a little drawn. You won't believe You would have thought I would, I'm sure, after these... I thought you'd be all over this. Yeah, that I'd be totally in favor of it, and and I'm kind of not for a couple of reasons. The way... And and I like the concept of the app. And by the way, it's available now, but only for Android. Again, it's called Reply ASAP, A-S-A-P. So what it does is, it's sort of like, you know, one of those... uh, uh, when you do your settings and you say you want this to go over top of everything else. So if if he's using the, he, she is using the phone for anything else, this pops up. They have to close it, which sends a signal back to the parent's phone saying that they just closed it. Yeah. So they can choose to reply, ignore, or snooze. In other words, remind me in a few minutes. But it will give an indication back to the parents that this person is on their phone Mm -hmm, and so therefore mm -hmm. still breathing. Mm -hmm. It will also give a location of where they pushed the button Mm -hmm. so you'll have an idea of where they are. So here's the thing. We were talking earlier with regard to Willow and social contracts. So with children in my mind, you have a certain social contract. Um, If you're going to allow your child to have a phone and if you're going to pay for the phone, then you have a, then you, in my mind as a parent, you enter into a social contract with the child. And you say, okay, I'm going to pay for your phone. Uh, The biggest reason my parents want to have a phone is that they want to make sure at a drop of a hat that their children are okay. Um, The biggest issue parents have with phones is that I pay for the phone, it's always in your hand, and yet when I text you, you're never around. So those are the battlegrounds. Absolutely. Um, If the contract with the child is, I will get you a phone because primarily its use is for you to make sure that you're okay, then you need to agree to answer my text. Like, I shouldn't have to have an app installed on your phone, which it has to be done. The child has to install the app on the phone or the parent has to install it on their phone. I shouldn't need an app for you to get mm. back to me. Mm. Right? And that that's where I have a bit of a disconnect is that, you know, parents finding ways to get it, you know, parents finding ways to force a child to do what they should do 
anyway because they're children. Like, if I'm going to pay for your phone and let you have a phone and let you have the upgrade, when I text you, you text yeah, me back. Yeah, and, and you can say that and say that that's the way it should be. And, you mm-hmm. know, in a, in a perfect world, yeah. yeah. And maybe with really well-behaved children. Yeah. <laughs> but we all know that that's not the case. Not always, of course. And But then, the, you know, it's the same as, to me, giving my children a credit card. You must pay for that credit card. If you don't pay for the expenditures on the credit card, I take the credit card back because it's my credit card. Mm -hmm. Same holds true. And that's just my parenting. If I'm paying for your phones, and and by the way, the social contract would include, I'm not going to abuse that privilege. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to text every hour to ask if you're still breathing. But if I text because I'm concerned, you must text back. And if you're not going to use it for that purpose then I'm taking the phone back. Well, yeah, and, and Dad here in this case said, you know, when, when he did would send a, m- a message to his son, Ben, that he knew that it was an important message, that there's mm-hmm. a reason why it's being sent. It's not a, oh, I'm checking in on you all, all, all the time, but that could and likely would end up happening. <laughs> That's what I thought as I read the yeah. story. I mean, the motivation for this app came from somewhere. And as I say, it's frustrating for parents, particularly when you're paying for the phone. And, and when every time you see the, your child... Their face is in this phone, and yet when you text them, they don't text back, right? Well, you know, the fact that it locks the phone until they hit the reply, I I do like that. And, I mean, we deal with it, and we dealt with it with our youngest when he was was home. I mean, he's 24 now, and if he decides he doesn't want to get back to us, he doesn't get back to us. He pays for his own stuff. That's that's fine. That's Mm -hmm. fine and dandy. But while he was still living with us, and we were covering that, it became a point of contention. Um... Because, yeah, we were still paying for it up to a certain point, and he was not living by the rules. Of course, he's now thinking, I'm 18, I'm 19 years old. It's like, okay, that's when we said, fine, fine, you're paying for it now, you're on your own, it's done, it's done. Put whatever you want on your phone then. Yeah. Now, somebody asking, didn't Andrew have an app to track his whole family? Yeah, I still do. But here's the thing, I had uh, originally when my kids got cell phones, which is many years ago, they were uh, the provider was Telus, and Telus had something called uh, Telus Child Find, yeah, and it was brilliant, and I loved it, and they got rid of it, but it was just an emergency way to locate your children uh, in an emergency if you had to, and you could actually turn their phones on if they weren't sending out a beacon. If you looked and they weren't, the phone wasn't turned on, mm-hmm. you could force the phone to be turned on. It wasn't in my mind, and I guess everyone uses technology the way they want. In my mind, it was never to force them to reply to my what do you want for supper text. It was in the event that I went to the school, this is so long ago, and they weren't there. Mm-hmm. Or somebody said they'd been picked up. Or, you know, that yeah. sort of situation. They went to the store and didn't return. I could tell police yeah. where their phone was. Mm-hmm. And, you know, hopefully that's where they are as well. As far as the app I have now, we all have it on our phones. And and I've abused it more. I, I, I'll tend to abuse it more than anyone else in our house. Only because I want to make sure... It works. So that abuse usually happens for the first month or so, where I'm like testing it all the time to see, okay, can I pick up their location? Do they know? Do they know where I am? Um, and then it goes away. Like you sort of almost forget that you have that technology, but it's there in case you need it. Carol uses it often on me without my knowledge, which I'm hap- I'm fine with. Uh, when I'm driving home after shows, yeah, just so see where two, you are. Three That's in the all. morning, she'll just check on it. Yeah. Sometimes she'll send me a text to say, uh, stop speeding. <laughs> because it updates your direction and speed, <laughs> so, which funny. is nice. But yeah, yeah. And you know, like I say, I do like the idea. I just sometimes it feels to me, and maybe this is a stretch on this particular story, but sometimes it feels to me like we often substitute um, technology for just basic good parenting. Yeah. 
if the rule is you get a phone, you answer my texts, and I mentioned a social contract, that's that side of the contract. The other side is I will not abuse that right. So I'm not going to text you every hour. You take the phone away, but how many parents are willing to take the phone away? I am and have. Yeah. I, uh, I'm just happy when the read receipts are on. Yeah, there's if you have an iPhone, right? Yeah. Yeah, so your iPhone comes with that anyways, mm-hmm. right? Like you can track each other. Well, but they can thing. turn that off. You, oh, yeah. you can turn the read receipts off, you know, very easily. So. I, I do like that feature. I don't have it on my phone, but I do like that feature on Facebook mm-hmm. where I can see if somebody's read the message. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's almost as reassuring mm-hmm. as a reply to know, okay, yeah, well, they got okay, the message. okay, they got the message. That's right? fine, right? Or someone, someone at least got the message. Yeah. Yeah. You can tell on your iPhone when somebody's typing back to you, too. Right? Yes. Yeah, and I can't on my Android. So I don't know if they've read it or not read it or if they're attempted to reply or I don't no. know anything. Good to know. Yeah. Good, good to oh, know. Maybe I shouldn't have admitted to that. So I love this tune. Mm. I just have to say uh, Rocky Mountain Way. and uh, But I am a, a Joe Walsh. Rocky Mountain Way girl. My husband is a triumph. Oh. Rocky Mountain Way. You were still able to make the marriage work. Yeah, we were. I, it was a big debate over over uh, Christmas, actually. I actually put a Twitter poll on it. It was my first ever Twitter poll oh. on, on that tune. And um, Joe Walsh version one over triumph but it was it, we we sat up one night listening to music and we went back and forth on this we probably debated it for i don't know 45 minutes which really? one was the better one yeah wow do you ha- do you know either no okay. um yeah no of course i do i just i you know what's taking me back a little bit is that you and your husband debated walsh versus triumph for 45 minutes yeah Ah. Well, it works differently in my house. <laughs> I would say uh, I you... much prefer Joe Walsh over Triumph, which I do. Mm-hmm. And my wife would say, well, I prefer Triumph. I'd be like, put on Triumph. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, we went back and forth and, you know, listened to both versions. Really? Oh, yeah. Wow. yeah. Well, it was, but it was, uh, it was you know, a Saturday night in November, December, whatever it was. Yeah, over Christmas. Um, hey, here's something, uh, <laughs> speaking of things. That'll Chedville. Joe Walsh or Triumph, I want to know. Oh, it's a runaway for Walsh. It would be. Was it a runaway on your survey? It was a runaway on my survey, yeah. But then there was other people just, you know, adamant about uh, about Triumph. Huh. Yeah. 630, 6.30. Uh, here's something to keep you up tonight, perhaps. If you're over the age of 50, this might keep you up at night. You know, um, oh. if, yeah, if you, you know, and maybe I shouldn't. Maybe I'll be careful in how I set this up. So the Liberals made some cabinet changes. Mm-hmm. That's not what's oh, going to yeah. keep you up. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it would appear as though, and then we're speaking now of the federal Liberals, uh, of course. Um, it would appear we're as though we're gearing up for a federal election. Yeah, of course. And and you know we we know it's in coming fall. in October of 2019. Um, it would appear as though there's more uh, women. Um, that Trudeau likes to put, uh, and he said it publicly. You know. It, Remember that whole, hey, well, why is your cabinet half women? Mm. Because it's 2018 or whatever the year was. So women, visible minorities, and young men. And it turns out there could be some serious genius to this. Uh, yes, I said genius. Because when you talk about an accidental, what many of you term an accidental government mm. in Alberta, and you go, gee, not that many people supported the NDP, and you know we just voted, whatever you want to, however you mm. want to explain it. It is quite possible, and I would say almost likely, 
that it was not accidental at all and that what uh, our prime minister is doing is not accidental either because millennials who this would appeal to the most um, millennials want to feel that they're being governed by their mm-hmm. uh, counterparts, that they're by their peers, I should say. They want to feel as though there's progress in government. Well, millennials, it would tur- it turns out, are voting more and more than they ever have in the past. This would, of course, be accounted for by the fact yeah. that there are more millennials. But listen to some of these statistics. And we're speaking of uh, ages of 18 and 38. They will now represent upwards of one-third, more than one-third, 37% yeah. of those who are eligible yeah. to vote. It's the first year that everyone in the age group born between 1980 and 2000 will be able to cast a ballot. And people are paying attention to this. They sure are. In 2015, turnout among voters aged 18 to 20 jumped over 18 percent to 57.1 that's well above the national average so in other words millennials who many politicians and parties felt look they're lazy they're this they're that they're not getting it out out, out to vote turns out they're getting out to vote in record numbers and they're good and they're doing it more than us oldies are they're actually engaged and exercising their democratic right. Yeah, and the Liberals took the most of the, that uh, that demographic yes, last go around. Yes, they did. So the thing now is, as we move towards this federal election, with the eye on that millennial age group, is uh, how to get them involved, how to get them fired up, how to get um, uh, a fire lit underneath of them to get out there to make sure that they do, in fact, vote. Mm-hmm. And think about... Again, and I, I, you know, I have no data to back this up because, of course, we don't know how people voted, mm-hmm. right? But think again about the provincial government uh, and the provincial election here in Alberta. You have um, a female uh, candidate. You had a female candidate. You had a party which is outspoken on the, the rights of minorities and visible uh, vulnerable mm-hmm. groups. You had a lot of what appeals to millennials. Mm-hmm. And so to just simply say that the explanation for what happened almost four years ago was the fact that we were tired of the Conservatives, it's quite possible that that's not the case at all. It's quite possible that the millennials coming out in force <clears throat> elected that government. The concern right now, though, there's the, they're saying there's not a huge, strong push to the polls for the uh, the younger generations. Ahead. There's, there's no one issue that is really pushing them right now that, uh, that they may, in fact, feel that they've been let down a little bit. So the Liberal government, um, if it mm. wants to try to capitalize again, is going to have to find find something. So again, we have two elections coming up, yep. uh, one here in the next few months, one later on in the year. It's going to be fascinating to watch. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.